Episode 37, Calphalanel Syndros. Star, what the f- the podcast where we discuss the Star Wars universe one useless fact at a time. And today we have a really useless fact. Uh, I'm your host, Jason Tagmeyer, along with Marty Cobb and our good buddy Alex Strang. Uh, we saw him walk by, but I only saw his legs. Yeah, I assume weird. it was him. Yeah, it was weird. I think I saw his cane too. Who knows? <laughs> He's somewhere out there. Somewhere. Oh man. Uh, so we have a. We have a doozy today. We have an interesting one. This will be... This, like, I, tops, tops the WTF... Uh, yeah, there's there's probably only one more character that we've done that's any more obscure than uh, today's character. I don't know if there is. I think Boondalinch Prill oh, might yeah, be right. just a little bit more obscure. That's true. Um, so, today's character is... Let's try to say this. I'm going to say... Calfalnil... Kindros? How would you how would you pronounce that? Calfalnil Syndros. That was close. Yeah, um, we were both correct. I, I don't C know how you apostrophe. I was going with the k. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's how you say it. Here's how it's spelled: K A L apostrophe F A L N L. That's the first name. Calfalnil. C apostrophe N D R O S. That's the second name. Syndros. Syndros or Kindros? Or Kindros. I, I'm thinking it's like a, it's a soft C. Um, so who is Calfelnil Syndros? Calfelnil Syndros was a female Corsav trader. Sometimes known as Calfal. Exactly. But if none of that means anything to you, which it probably doesn't, <laughs> then you may somewhat recognize Calfelnil Syndros from one shot in... Most Eisley. Most Eisley in uh, New Hope. Uh, in which uh, Luke is selling his uh, speeder in the background, and in do you the... know who he's selling it to? It was uh, uh, was it a uh, Garindan? Garindan, I think that's his name, or Garindan, or something like that. Well, he paid a hefty price for it, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, you see in the foreground a couple of things walk by, including Calphilna Syndrus, who you don't really see anything; just its wobbly knees. That's it. Exactly. It's in silhouette. You don't really see anything about it. It's just gigantic legs. So I'm wrong about Garandon. He's the one who saw Luke Skywalker selling the land speeder. He's um, the little spy with the long nose. Oh. Yeah. I, I've, always, I've always referred to him as Snoot. Snoot? <laughs> I don't know why. I He's think, kind of a Snoot. Yep. But anyway, so Calphalanil is the legs. You just see a silhouette of stalky bird-like legs. Yep. That are taller than the screen. Now, assuming that the like height of the camera is... It's almost like it looks Luke's head. So it's not like it's like sitting on a shelf and this little tiny bird walks by. These are legs that are taller than human height. Yes. So you can assume some sort of large bird-like creature. Or you can assume you blinked and it was nothing. It's exactly. that quick. Yeah. It's, it's less screen time than... Ice cream maker guy. It's yeah. less screen time than everything. It, it really is. But it does have... And, and less screen, like, you don't even see anything. And if you want to get 
know how weird this might be. It may have more screen time in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Maybe even twice as much. There's yeah, like but maybe about twi- yeah, twice seconds. In which, uh, during, before the B. Arthur sequence, uh, they're showing you random shots of Mos Eisley, and one of them is a pair of huge legs walking around, and there's a little guy, and he's like scrambling a bit, and then he runs through the legs, and then the like legs keep moving, I and, think. And the difference in the legs, like these look like... Bird legs. They have that like wide like knee joint, or it's not even the yeah. knee joint or whatever it is. But the ones on that film look like in the in this holiday special look like they have like some like puffy wrap around them or something. Yeah, you know they kind of remind me of it's like Big Bird's legs. Yeah, with the with the like little the clumpy like yeah, little things. Like it, it doesn't look the same. Naughty. It's not like real bird legs. Like Big Bird doesn't have realistic looking bird legs. Obviously, maybe it's another Korsov trader. It is. That has, like, some sort of funky, uh... Funky like, thing going on? Like, rash going on or something. It might be because, uh, it has not been identified as Calfilnosyndros. Ooh. I'm just getting to get used to saying the name. It's funny with Calfilnosyndros because we only... We can barely identify <laughs> Calfilnosyndros because we only see his knees. Or her knees, actually. Yeah. So, you don't really know, like, what the top looks like. But, thank you... Thanks to the, uh... Wonderful magic that is the extended universe. We now know that it's basically an ostrich. Yeah. It's not that exciting. It's an ostrich wearing a shirt. It's an ostrich wearing, yeah, a shirt and like what would I guess amount to short shorts. Because like, the legs like are completely. Or yeah, like. And it's got like real arms that are like feathery. And it's got like a backpack on. Yeah, it's uh. I'd love to see that in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I would like to see it walking around. Maybe, maybe, maybe J. J. Abrams, if you're listening, that you could digitally add that back in. So, <laughs> or, or just or just bring the character back. That'd be a terrible idea. I'd watch a movie about core sub traders. <laughs> Speaking of core sub traders, what are core sub? What is core sub? Is core sub a species? Is core sub a planet? Like I'm saying, there are other core subs, but I don't even know what they are. Korsovs are its species. No. It's a, um, they're the bird. Uh, the Wikipedia description is loading. Um, they are a species of warm-blooded sentients who, with both avian and monotreme characteristics. Now, monotreme, uh, refers to things like platypuses, mammals that are capable of laying eggs. Okay. Uh, they're stilt legs, uh, and long necks. Make them tower over most other species at 3.5 meters in height. That's about 12 feet. In English? Yes. American, I mean? In American. <laughs> it's about, it's 11 and a half feet. Okay. Korsav were more vulnerable to illnesses and pollutants than many other species. I guess because they're up high in the smog. I guess. I don't, I don't they know. They laid eggs, which took over a year to hatch. And the females often took on a motherly persona when around friends and youth. Because any character, this is a perfect example of... Of a phenomenon that Star Wars is known as, uh, that is, the character is the same as the species, because Calfilnal, Calfilnal Sindros is described as, she was rightly regarded as being an overprotective mother, and her maternal instincts, including not only her own eggs, but also her clients and friends, especially the BIM trader, Rikar Richard. Oh my god. So, what we know about it is it's a bird. That's it. We see stilt <laughs> legs and these naughty knees... And we know it's a bird. So the geniuses go right from bird to egg to mother 
to now they're all defined as a motherly species. Yeah, it's like how, um, uh, uh, uh what's his name? Um, uh, Elan Slees Bagano is described, is a drug dealer, so therefore his entire species is drug dealers and druggies. They're a bunch of druggies. They're all druggies. So, I love the name of the, uh, ship. Uh, Calfano Singers was a 3.5 meter tall freelance pilot, right? So, she's a pilot, whose size required her to build her own custom-built ship, the Shelltooth. Shelltooth is such a great name, because it's like, it's like, Scary and so not scary at the same time. Yeah, oh no, it's it's a great name. It it is a it is a good name for a ship. Actually, I would I would have been happy with that name. However, when you look at it, it's clearly like bird like. It's hard to see. I can't even tell what's going on with the ship. Yeah, it, what it is is that. Um, well, we should begin, I guess, with uh, Calfilmus Syndras's origins as to how any of this came out to be. So, like a lot of the weirder stuff in Star Wars, it didn't come from. A novel. It didn't come from a comic book. It started from games. No, a lot of the weirder stuff in Star Wars always comes from games, for some reason. I guess so, because, I mean, you can use more imagination. Exactly. I guess a novel you can use just as much, but... Yeah, but what it is is that it requires you to put less effort into it. Like, you don't have to define a character. You don't have to explain it. You're just giving a description of something. In a role-playing game, you don't have to really do much with the character, but... Calfilmus Syndras actually gets named from not a role-playing game this time, which I think we've mentioned before is a lot of the weirder stuff on Star Wars Universe. But from the card from a card game by Decipher, the first customizable Star Wars game. Yep, and which I found a bunch of packs the other day. Oh, sweet! I found a whole. This is a total side note, but I'm clearing cleaning out a storage unit that is probably like forty percent Star Wars stuff, maybe even more than that. And I had a like a huge bin filled with just old. Trading cards and, and card games and things like that. And my kids were going through them, and I said they could open all of them. I didn't care. Harry Potter. Um, baseball cards, which my son referred to as uh, sports cards. Sports cards. It was so funny when he was calling them sports cards. Uh, there were some old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cards in there. And then... Uh, Is there ever a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles card game? I don't know of one. There should be. Um, no. Uh, Dice Master's coming out. Yeah, that's close <laughs> enough, but not no cigar. Um, but uh, some new kids on the block cards. Ooh, uh, just totally. to keep the important things in there. <laughs> and then, uh, and then there were multiple types of Star Wars cards. One were the. Uh, do you remember the? Uh, I remember the CGI ones. Yes, as well, they were in there, and I can't remember what they were called. I don't remember what they were uh, called. There's a whole bunch of these, and I don't know how many there are because it's hard to keep track of them. Because there's young Jedi's. There's so the, there were plenty of young Jedi, and that's that wasn't the CGI one. Yep, that wasn't um, the CGI. And then there was the uh, the CGI one, and then there's this one, which is the Star Wars customizable card game, which I think Cypher. was the was the 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 prime one. Yeah, ninety five was when it came out. Uh, but Calfelnel Syndros is named in that card game in the first run of the cards. Wow. So the first uh, the first card set included this character. I assume it's probably like an, a common. I can't tell. Um, and it says, Calfonal Syndros, a female Korsav, a warm-blooded avian monotreme species, 3.5 meters tall, overprotective mother, freelance pilot, has custom-built ship with tall corridors, lays eggs. That's it. 
Lays eggs. Oh, but it also, when in battle, if both players draw only one battle destiny and yours is higher, reduces opponent's destiny to zero. Land speed equals three. Adds two to power of anything she pilots. May not deploy two or board starships or enclose vehicles. Now, <laughs> the picture for the card game oh, the, yeah. is just the knees. It's not even the character. Like, they didn't even, like... So that tells us something very important. Do what that tells us? What? Well, first of all, my my battery is dying on my computer. But uh, what it tells us is they just built these two legs. They didn't build anymore. Yeah, there was nothing else to this character. It's not like it got cut because, you know, um, just for time or for pacing or anything like that. They just built the knees. There's not a single photograph, you know, of the character sitting off to the side or anything. They just built a set of knobby knees, and it did its purpose, which is such an odd purpose. It's just to show how weird Mos Eisley is. It, it, yeah, it's a very artistic, like, uh, stretch, and I, I like that. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, and then continuing this sort of this sort of trend, uh, Kalfin, uh, uh I'm going to call it Kalfal, for, for the sake of uh, simplicity. Uh, Cal Fowl, uh then appeared in running running the Sizar Secrets of the Sizar Run, uh, which is, is that like the Kessel Run. Uh, apparently, what it is is that it is a role playing game supplement that included that character. Uh, according to this, it was written by Craig Robert Carey, Shane Hensley, and Pablo Hidalgo, and was first published in July first, nineteen ninety seven. The book is a campaign setting based on elements introduced in The Shadows of the Empire. The adventures are designed for smuggler or traders characters who become involved in the machinations of the Black Sun criminal empire. And apparently, this character is somehow involved in the, in the uh, story. I cannot figure out how. <laughs> I just know that she is. Um, I'm perplexed into just this whole... the whole concept of this this character and the fact that we see potentially a second one in the in the in the holiday special. <laughs> oh man, it's so exciting! Just, can... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. The picture here says Calfano Syndros. Quote. I mean parentheses. Legs pictured. And <laughs> <in> parentheses <laughs> was a freelance course on pilot. That has to be a big ship. It has to be huge. It has to be huge. It's three. Well, it has to be at least twelve meters tall. Unless she's got to, like, hunch over in there. Yeah, I mean, it sounds uncomfortable. And she's got eggs in there. It's got to be huge. Yeah. It's massive. She must have cut a lot of money. She must make good money. She's good at what she does. So, uh, one of the things that I came across in looking at her is is a friend of hers. Is uh, Kane Addis. Uh, and I when I, I, I was hoping it was a picture of her head. <laughs> um, because when you search for uh, Calfano Syndros on, on image search... You get pictures of uh, Kane Addis's head. And Kane Addis, uh, upon coming of age, Addis signed on with the traitor, Calfilno Sindros. Under Sindros's tutelage, which I don't even know what that means. I just, I guess they're under their wing. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> Addis became a, sing- a skilled pilot, and the pair eventually parted ways on the desert world of Tatooine. Hoping to change his own destiny and purchase a ship of his own, he boastfully advertised his expertise to a crime lord named Jabba and landed a job in Jabba the Hutt's... A job in Jabba the Hutt's criminal empire as a, as a smuggler. So, uh, 
this one had it's it's almost like a dinosaur like uh, creature. Its its head is it, it looks like what you would think Calphalosyndros's head looks like. Probably. Um, so these two kind of chilled and hung out. Yeah, there's not much to say about about this about their relationship. There's not a lot going on there. There's more information about Cain and Adis. Yeah, I just I had the hopes that Cain Adis was like, it's so creepy looking. I had the hopes that it was uh, um, like, like a the like head. A puppet, yeah, like a puppet it was head. Actually, the head of of Calphalmo Syndrome because we don't see it. Nope, not not the head. Not even that. Uh, it's really creepy, and we'll have to do an episode on Cain Adis because. I don't, I don't know what to say about him. Kane is, is awesome looking and looks he like is. nothing else in the Star Wars universe. He really does. He's super. He stands out a lot. It he, looks like um, I can't think of what it is. It's so creepy looking. It's like weird two weird snakes. It's really hard to describe. Yeah, it reminds me of just like a puppet from like some sort of weird Jim Henson project. Absolutely, like something that just never made the light of day. Exactly. Well, it clearly is a Jim Henson product. You can see, like, all the coloring is... It's very similar to... Like, something labyrinthish. Yeah, or... it's labyrinthy or, um, uh, farscape Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about Korsovs. You know, before we talk about Korsovs, I kind of want to talk about, actually, the apostrophes. Oh, this is, like, apostrophe central here. Yeah. Okay, so, Calphanel Syndros, actually, it's interesting. I just wanted to bring this up as sort of, uh... A thing I've noticed. Star Wars names have a lot of apostrophes in them. And I'm not quite sure when that started. Because when you I look can at... tell you. Yeah. Well, I can't tell you. But are there any original trilogy characters with apostrophes? No. There are no main characters that are apostrophes. So I can tell you where it starts. I can tell... Uh, yeah. I mean, I have my theory. So I'm Mine's sure... just two words. Expanded Universe. Expanded Universe. It is an Expanded Universe phenomenon... Because, but, oh, you would think, if Calphilmo Cinders has one, why doesn't Obi-Wan Kenobi have one? Yeah. You know, uh, names like that. Yeah. Um, and it starts with the extended universe. Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. And it kind of goes into the prequel trilogy just a little bit. You kind of see it every once in a while with some of the Jedi. But otherwise, like, oh, but they're only, like, the ones that are, aren't named importantly, you know? Yeah. But I think, I, I've always I've thought about this a lot, and I realize that what I think it is is that that period in the 90s, that decade where there was nothing but extended universe stuff is where all the weird stuff for star wars comes in because they had nothing else to work with with any of the original stuff because they Mm -hmm. had no idea where it was going to go so they had to make stuff yeah and when they made stuff they had these one weird naming convention which was to keep everything apostrophes and i'm so confused by it i yeah i feel like we can do it without it exactly like you could say the the name and it would probably be the same without the without the um yeah without any of that stuff Cal space Falnil space Syndros Exactly Um that reminds me the first thing that I think of when I think of just the apostrophes is like your Star Wars name like what is your Star Wars name And whenever you have any of those like name generators they always have like a thousand apostrophes in them and then what, what's interesting is if you search for, like, Star Wars name, the Google thing that comes up is, or it's I guess it's just the top of the one website, rumor has it that George Lucas may use a formula to create all of those strange-sounding names you see in the Star Wars trilogy in The Phantom Menace. Oh, so I guess this came out right after Phantom Menace. Jar Binks. Only one jar. Interesting. Obi-Wan. To see what your Star Wars name is, click here. So, Marty. 
first three letters of your last name? It's um, the first three letters of my last name? Yep. Uh, C-O-B. Add the first two letters of your first name. C-O-B-ma? Kabma? <laughs> you could call it C-O-B-ma. But Kabma? Kabma. That would be your Star Wars first name. And your last name. First two letters of your mother's maiden name. Uh, um, R-O. R-O, yep. First three letters of the name in the town in which you were born. Uh, o- O-A-K? Okay. First three letters, yeah. So you would be... Kabma Roak? Now where Roak? would you put the parentheses? Uh, the apostrophes? I oh, mean I the, it, the apostrophes. After. I would put it at R-O apostrophe oak. So it would be R-O Roak. 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 And it would, uh, I would probably put one between... It would be Kobma. Kobma. Yeah. Kobma Roak. Alright, mine. First three of my last name. Tag. First two of my first name. J-A. Tagja. Tagja. Tagja? There would definitely be an apostrophe there. Star Wars last name. First two letters of your mother's maiden name, P-O. First three letters of the town you were born, C-A-M. I'd be Tagja Pocam. And that sounds just like an expanded, extended universe name. It is like, an extended, extended like, universe George Lucas didn't use this stuff. His names were, they, they had something to them. Some of them were simple, like Luke. Skywalker, that's as, like, if you heard that today, you'd think that was really cheesy, like, you'd think it's a joke movie. Exactly. Calfanel Syndros. Calfanel Syndros. It's just, it's simply that. Let's mix, let's mix mash a couple things together and see what happens. Exactly. Well, we're never going to get a chance to talk about these, so let's talk about the Korsav. Yeah, if unless get... we decide to do an episode all about the Corsav one day. No, that's not happening. Hey, uh. <laughs> episode seven, we don't know. That's true. Or eight, or nine, or the other one. This okay. is what, the one every the year? The rogue one. We got one or every year until these the movies Boba are Fett done. one, or the Obi-Wan trilogy. Or... Is that actually happening? What do we have I just have to hope it all happens. All right. Well, let's hope. Uh, or Rebels season two. Oh, yes, that's true. That's that's coming up. Um, all right. So, just so Korosov is the species. That's so, uh, Warm-blooded, sentient, avian, and monotreme. Exactly. And they were native to the planet Ua Ua in the Ua system in the central of the centrality. They had a, poor, a history of poor relationship with alien species. At one point, mammalian colonists introduced a virus to the Ua Ua that was deadly to avian biology. As a result, Korosov came to distrust and shunned non-avians on their homeworld. During the Imperial period, Corsavs were forced into the Imperial service as tribute to the galactic government. Weiwa Fibot became a co- uh, necrotics agent in this manner. Kalfalnil Sindras, on the other hand, operated as an independent trader. Due to their unique appearance, Corsav were often subject- subjected to insults from members of other species. So, like... Did they say you look like Howard Stern or something? You know, yeah, they, they, they say Howard Stern looks like a bird, so they were just yeah, like, yeah. They, they, I mean, they do look like Howard Stern. You know, you look like Howard Stern. Howard Stern walked by the set of Star Wars; it would be exactly the same. <laughs> just two legs, yeah, just two, some two curly, curly hair. Ears. Yeah. Um, Coruscants were a species of large, warm-blooded sentience with characteristics of both avians and monotreme mammals. Their bird-like natures were much more pronounced. Manifest in both their appearance and biology. They had a frail constitution, much like that of a canary. Interesting. So they could be used as uh, mining birds to detect uh, poisons <laughs> in the air. Uh, in fact, members of the species who lived on worlds with high levels of air pollution were at risk for respiratory d- diseases such as dioxobronchiectasis shock? Uh, Diobronchiectasis? Sure. Shock? I don't know. 
Hemorrhagic molting, which sounds terrible. Yep. Lung rot, which sounds worse. And silica lung. L- lung rot. Is that a real disease? Lung Is that rot? A- no, it's a Star Wars disease. I mean, but the rest of them sound like real diseases. This one, like, it kind of comes, it stands out because lung rot's a pretty simple one. I don't know. Rather than sitting on their posteriors or reclining on their backs like many other species, Korosov perched. A certain perching posture brought on a steep reflex and compelled them to fall into a deep slumber during which they were prone to vivid dreams and at least in some species, or some specimens, snoring. It was sleep reflex, not steep reflex. And sleep (laughs) reflex sounds awesome, actually. Like, if you could just sit down in the right position and fall asleep immediately, life would be so much easier. You can't do that? No, no. I mean, like, not by perching, at least. Have you tried perching? I have not, but I do snore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why do we need, like, why, at least in some specimens, snoring? It's a, do we need to know that? Like, uh, and does that even work with, like, a beak? Like, isn't snoring? Like, like it usually would be contracted through the mouth. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't but know. you know, at the same time, though, I've just realized how much of a stretch everything about this article is. Like, when you read it, you realize that they have nothing to go on, and yet they're trying to fill a certain percentage yeah. for some reason. Like, it's like one character might have a frail constitution, so all of them have a fragile constitution. They moved about on two long, stilt-like legs with knobby knees that bent backward like a bird's. Their feet were scaly. Which they don't really do in that, in the episode four. They just kind of go sideways, don't they? Yeah, they they just kind of move. Like, there's nothing... They could be powerfully muscled, uh, some to... Like an ostrich. Some to the extent that other beings found them grotesque. That's probably because of the hemorrhagic molting. Yeah, no, nothing Nothing wants that. Uh, they uh, had long legs to kick with big force. Who knows? This is just like, describe an ostrich. Make a whole Wikipedia article about it. Yeah, they really are just describing an ostrich. Um, with the exception of the legs, the body was covered in a layer of down and an outer layer of yellow feathers. I don't know. Oh, so we have a color, at least. We yeah, know what color they were. Yeah, they are yellow, because the picture is black and white. Uh, the plumage of the arms was particular, particularly thick. Yeah, it's... Based off the image, yes. Uh, they have pointy fingers that are, like, feathery. Um, that on to- And that on top of the head, relatively long, so a bit like hair. Despite their natural covering, Korsav often wore clothing tailored to their unique body plan. Some, for example, had customized flight suits and environmental suits. And that's interesting. Did you know they were capable of flight? You know, not all avian I mean, f- creatures can fly. I don't think they can fly. I think flight suits refer to no, the No, suits. it says their species Oh, their ancestors were winged avians capable of flight. They're not. Yeah. Darn. Yeah, this, I mean the flight suits it's, you know, their wings jumpsuit, developed yeah. in the hands, but no longer of capable of generating lift. Such a waste. Exactly. Of course, I have tail from Uaua. I don't know how you say that. Uaua, Uaua. The major planet Oa system in the centrality region of the Outer Rim Territory, blah, Outer Rim Territories, are well notorious for its pesky insects. Uh, let's uh, go there. Yeah. Wait. What? I mean, do I want to talk about uh, one other? Do you know one? what kind of insects though? Uh, they featured their the home uh, Fibot, which is uh, Wawa Fibot, who's we have to know about why Wawa Fibot because he has another terrible name. But his home featured a lawn of magenta grass. So, some nice colored grass there, tended by domesticated lawn lice. Which is insane. I don't know what that means, but it Lawn just... lice sounds like uh, something you don't want on your lawn. Exactly. But it sounds like he did. Yeah, and I'm going to explain lawn lice. 
Their article is called Lawn Laos. But Lawn Lice. They were well, inside. La- Laos is the plural of lice. Is it? I've never heard no, of No, wait, no. Laos, a lawn Laos would be a singular. A single la- one. Yeah, single uh, one. They were insects found on the planet Ua Ua. Uh, they made a whimpering noise when disturbed. <laughs> so if you... <laughs> The native sentient species of the world, the course of domesticated lawn lice to tend the magenta grass of the lawns around their homes. A well-tended lawn might host thousands of such insects. Do you know where this comes from? What? Lando Calrissian and the flame wind of Oceon. Yeah, that's what Weiwei... Is from that? Yeah, Weiwei... Uses the term lawn lice in plural, as the English singular for lice is laos. The article uses this spelling. Yep. Because Weiwa Faibot is apparently a narcotics expert for narcotics officer for the Empire and uh, was corrupt, apparently. Uh, Alright. I don't so, know what to say to I that. think we know enough about the course of. I do want to talk about one other little thing. Do you know what their diets consisted of? Um, worms. Centipedes. Close. Nerfs. Including off fried steak and eggs. Wow. Wait, why would they eat eggs? That's kind of creepy. Ugh. I mean, like, can you imagine eating something that looked like a baby? Yeah, like, it's like, like eating, uh, people eat, uh, the, what's it called, the placenta? No, well, that's, that's, that's just gross. Well, <laughs> that's just, I mean, yes, it's true, but I'm not, and I'm not gonna, you know, you do, do what you do, but, so, I don't know. Some behind-the-scenes action. Um... The legs appear in the New Hope, which we know. Uh, similar legs appear in the manga adaptation of Episode Seven. Um, Wait, what? Episode Four? I mean, <laughs> what did I say there? It's uh, like whoa. Published in nineteen ninety eight, uh, as Luke and Obi Wan enter Mos Eisley, and then uh, we see it again in the in the, the holiday special. And there's a picture of the holiday special one here, which uh, definitely is the bottom of the legs, and they're furry. So it is a little bit different, uh, but it could be similar. It could be the same type of thing. Uh, but then the Star Wars customizable Star Wars customizable card game. Um, the card reveals a few details about the unseen body above, which we talked about. Uh, but the game allows her to move further per turn than other characters, but forbids her to enter starships. Another card of Katik Kredak establishes the notion that Quarsov must be alert for egg-eating predators and will defend their brood fiercely. Uh, Kedak immediately lost if she finds herself at the same location of Sindros. So that's interesting. So they expanded on it a little bit more instead of just putting that photo of the legs in there. Um, and then six years later, Wawa Fibot was in that uh, land of Calrissian and the flame wind of Ocean, which sounds like a wonderful thing. <laughs> um, the Star Wars encyclopedia, you know, rounded it all out by identifying Fiba as a Korsav. There's a more about it, the Star Wars role-playing game, the supplement called Secrets of the Sysar Run, which is what we talked about. And then uh, Rykar Rygerd. Have we talked about Rykar Rygerd? Nope. The fuzzy... Other footage cut from A New Hope features another tall, stilt-legged creature that may be a Korsav. The fuzzy, like, stubby-toed alien walks across the screen and scares the bim smuggler Rykar Riger. So that's exactly who's in the holiday special. Yep, that, that's the holiday special. Uh, Rykar Riger uh, is the, 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 little, the little guy. The smuggler. Uh, runs away. The footage was shown as part of the holiday special. 
It was supposed to be part of the Imperial program, Life on Tatooine. So it may be a Coruscant because it's fuzzy legged, not funky legged. Like I said, it's fuzzy legged. Yes. So toy time, toy talk, toy talk, toy talk. Uh, and that's the end of Toy Talk. <laughs> Not unless you want to go and make some... I can tell you how to do a Lego... Uh, like get two sticks. Yeah, you get two sticks, or you get like just like the one pieces, like the, the one bit pieces. You make a whole stack of them, and then you put them in front of your mini minifigures. And there you go. You have a Corsav, or you have a, a Kalfelnel, a Sindros. Lego set. Lego set. Uh... I wouldn't mind seeing an action figure at the uh, three and three quarter inch size for these because it would be awesome. It would be so big, you know. I'm thinking it would be as big as wouldn't be as big as the Rancor, um, but it would be it would be tall. It would be awesome. Exactly. Yeah. I would I would like to see that. I would too. I would like to see it in um, in animated form. You know, yeah. Clone Wars or Rebels, like you might one. see its legs on. Uh... I want to see more than its legs. That's the whole thing. <laughs> I don't want to see just the legs. But, well, now you have to realize now is that the Corsav no longer exists in the Star Wars universe. Uh, the canon has it been ba- like banished? It has been banished <laughs> to no, the black No more legged, dual legged creature. Yeah. Well, no. What it is is that uh, because the canon is now changed. Uh, the Corsoft no longer exists in the Star Wars Episode Seven continuity. So, I ask you this almost final question that will be a final question for the sake of this. Okay. Um, you now have the chance to design the Corsoft from the top up. What do you do? From the leg up, what do you do? Um, Okay. So, what we were seeing in that scene may not have been the only two legs. It is a four-legged creature, and those are the front two legs. Okay. Um, it's got to be really long, I imagine, then. Yes, it's, it's, it's huge. It's, uh, it's actually so big that somebody is riding on top of it. Um, uh. And in that scene, who would be riding on top of it? Uh, and I picture it more insect than bird. Yeah. Um, that's definitely the vibe that I get. Uh, just because I, I get an insect vibe. Um, and somebody's riding on top of that. And it's most Eisley. Uh, you know what? It's Boba Fett. Because <laughs> Boba Fett almost made it into some of those scenes and he had to have some transportation, you know, to get all the way out to the outer skirts where Slave One was sitting. Now, I think he's. On top of some sort of... We saw him on top of that stupid dragon. <laughs> I would have mentioned the dragon. Uh, but on this one, you know, he's on top of some sort of, like, spider-like creature named... Well, Come. I guess it didn't have the name. It doesn't have a name, so you can rename it if you want to. Uh, Tagjapokam. Tagjapokam? That's okay. my Star Wars name. Alright. Well, I think... I like the... I, I, I would say it's still going to be a sentient species. It's still going to be two-legged in my mind. Okay. But it's gonna be way weirder on top. Like, like I'm picturing like those legs, and then it ends in like this like weird, like fat little like creature, like a, like the top half 
of like Max Rebo on top of this <laughs> on, with these le- with these crazy legs, and it'd be super weird. But it has longer arms to kind of match. But the body's really short and stubby, and it might have like a snoot of some sort. Yeah. Or it might have like it might be like smoother, or weirder than that. I'm picturing in my head. And uh, it can keep the name Calvin Syndros, but I'm removing all the apostrophes. Uh, so I have a second thought. Okay. It doesn't really work because of time, but I picture a modern-day Warwick Davis on stilts. Like, <laughs> like you're just seeing the stilts of like a um, like a performer in most Eisley. It's not a, it's not bird legs. They're just stilts. They are. Twigs, essentially. <laughs> Twigs. And the only person I can think of on top would be modern day Warwick Davis because he's a comedic genius, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So it's either an insect with Boba Fett on top or stilts with Warwick Davis on top. Or it's uh, this weird little dumpy little creature with really long legs and really long arms. Yes. Called uh, Kalfil Nalsindros without the apostrophes. And an I between C and uh, N. <laughs> These names are so terrible. They really are. And apparently, I've heard it once said that Timothy Zahn is to blame for that. The guy that wrote yeah. um, all the... Heir to the Empire. Heir to the Empire and all... Uh, Dark Force Rising and Last Command, the Thrawn trilogy. I mean, like, but you can blame all of the Star Wars extended universe on him in, in, in a way... Yeah, I mean, it takes it to like almost like a like a lesser fantasy sci-fi level of just a level of just we're just mashing stuff up just to mash it up, uh, and I feel like Star Wars is always better than that. But that's what I feel like the one of the first things that you can like you can smell extended universe is when you when you just see those apostrophes. Exactly, it, it's sort of like this weird thing, and you know. I don't know. I feel like... I don't even know. You know, it's hard to even blame him, because it's not like... Like, all of his most memorable characters don't even have apostrophes. So no, where does this apostrophes thing come from? It's like there's background characters. Like, what's his name? I don't know. Let's just throw two together. Yeah, it's like... What's an alien thing to do? Like, yeah. uh, um... An alien... Mashup is definitely an alien thing to do. Let me grab this and... The, two things I know and make something we don't know. Uh, and that's kind of what you see here. Like, Quar and Sav. Uh, you know, they're obviously two different, you know, a prefix and a suffix. So let's just throw it all together and make it... Or two prefixes. Um, I don't know. It, it, I just find it so weird. It's so... It's that 90s weird period of Star Wars where everything was weird. Shadows of the Empire was out. Yeah. It's a good era for Star Wars because that era of Star Wars is... Less it is looking, sh- looking back on it, it was because it's it's less, it's less Jedi related. Like nowadays, everything you see Star Wars is Jedi related. That's true. Uh, yeah, there's so much just about, uh, just about the the Jedi and and so much known about the Jedi, something we never knew anything about, and it was nice and mysterious. And it was like, oh, you, like you know, they were just some other force in the universe that existed. And I like, think even more than that, like, Star Wars now is all about just, like, the the faceless troopers. Exactly. It's 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 you know. very... Well, it's, it's war-focused, as opposed to, during that period in the 90s, it seemed to be smugglers, yeah. like, outlaw-focused, for whatever reason. It was, like, a space western, and now we've gone to war films. 
And I, I find that more interesting than anything. It's just, I find that, like, like imagine if you were playing Edge of the Empire, or not Edge of the Empire, uh, 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 Shadows of the Empire, and then suddenly, you know, it turns out Dash Rendar is half Jedi. Yeah. Like, that doesn't seem right. Like, they would have never done that. And while that happened in Jedi Knight, but you knew that was coming because the main game was called Jedi Knight. Yep. Like, Kyle Katarn was always going to be a Jedi, like, and that's story you knew that was coming so yeah. but that's also like he was also a smuggler like it, that's the sad part about we're losing the canon is we do lose some interesting characters we may not lose cal Philnas, we may like lose cal Philnas syndros a character that nobody will ever care about ever yeah but we will also lose characters that people do care about like mara jade yeah or, exactly um Kyle Katarn or Dash Rendar even. Yep. And it is a little sad, but at the same time, it works. Yeah, I, I, I can't complain. On Grand Animal Thrawn's shoulder. Or... Exactly. <laughs> Grand Animal Thrawn. We lose. Yeah, we lost exactly. Him. But I was thinking about the little his own little salacious crumb, whatever that thing is. Oh, uh, gosh. Um, yeah. Yeah. We will do an episode on that thing. Exactly. And I mean, we we got some cool stuff out of it. In the we we got some. It's nice to see it all go because we can start anew. It and is I, though interesting that like. It's almost forgotten. Like, the, the fact that it has no support. Like, it's almost like... There's a l- lot of people who are who become a Star Wars fan today that would have no clue who those things are. Exactly. The only yeah. way they would know is if they... Like, they might go back and play video games. Playing old video games, comics, of course. Yeah. Uh, they did make action figures of some of them. Yes, I have a Dash um, Rendar action figure that I bought off of you. So, <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I, I bought it off of you one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's like... It's a... Lucas obviously saw the the potential of it if if they allowed action figures to be made. Exactly, and I think, um, I I think that's that's why it's. I don't know. I don't know. Where I was going with that thought. Yeah, I think that's why. It'll be interesting to see where we go. I just want to have Star Wars products that the Jedi are barely in. Yeah. Like, that's my only problem so far with Rebels, is that, like, oh, it's, it's really so cool. It's Jedi-centric. It's Jedi-centric. The main character, the main character and Freddie Prince Jr., the cartoon character, is, are, they're, they're Jedi, and that's not as interesting. And while they have done interesting things with it, like, I think the Inquisitor's a genuinely interesting villain. I think the, um... I think all the stuff, the episodes that focus on it, are good episodes. It just sucks that we have to spend that much time on it. I think with Jedi, uh, one, Luke, there was one Jedi. And then there was Obi-Wan. Okay, there were two. It's interesting. It's mysterious. Then all of a sudden we get to, you know, the prequels, and there's the Jedi Council, which makes it official and not that fun. But if the Jedi Council was in, like, one scene, it would have been kind of cool. But then it's, like, there all the time. And then now we've got these other Jedi. Um, it just... It, it became, like... Well, it becomes... It became commonplace when they met in the city at this, like... This uh, grand temple. This, it wasn't like... Yeah. It, it wasn't like, like they met in a cave yeah. in, in Bora Bora or something. Yeah, there's nothing, like, mystical about anything that happens to the, with the Jedi. They're, like, a government entity to, like, an extreme. Like, they are just essentially the uh, like a governmental police force yeah like they were the man at that point and i was like oh that's not fun where's this like it's a spiritual thing you have here why 
why would you like do that? I, I don't know. I mean, we've complained about it a lot before. I we think, have. and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think, but it is a it is a big flaw. I think in uh in the in the series from that point on. Once the prequels came about, like whether you care you like the prequels or hate the prequels, you have to notice the significant change that that came with that. In the, in just as a change in the mystery, exactly. And it was, and it, and it ruins almost the original stories in some way. Actually, a lot of the expanded universe makes everything that happens in all the movies make less sense each, each time. So, the, like, because Rebels makes the uh, the fact that he's the main character, that Luke is the last Jedi, make no sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but with all the mystery that we lose by uh, gaining the, uh, you know, the the Jedi Council and all that. It just brings me back to Calfanos, Calfanos syndromes, and makes me think that I don't want to know what's on top of those legs. Yeah, I think not knowing is actually better, and that's one scene where George Lucas, you know, in his youth, he kept it, he held it back, he yeah. left that little mystery instead of you know like the the special editions where it's like everything shouting, "Hey, look at me! Hey, look at me!" That if it was a special editions, it would have stopped, dug down, we would have seen its head, it would have like farted or something and then got on its merry way um so i appreciate the uh the simplicity of that mid-70s george lucas uh and his uh his subtlety exactly so with that i think we have the end of calfell mill century that is the end, officially. There's never <laughs> ever nobody's ever gonna talk about Calfeldo syndrome. No, no, we you know what though? I do have one uh other question. Do you think we'll see a pair of legs walk by and uh Jacko on um episode uh, seven? We already know that there's a whole cantina ish thing going on. Not can't like alien I think we'll see things that are like that. Yeah. Something large but we'll you only see part of it. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure. I hope so. Me too, actually. It's it's neat. It's a neat detail that they did. That they put something in front of the screen to make it seem weirder. And they did it, and it did it right. Yeah. We didn't see it fart, like you said. Ugh. So. Alright. All they right. could have laid an egg. They could have. That, that would have been... <laughs> would have uh, been the equivalent. You could have done that with the CGI, too. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, don't give George Lucas any more special edition. Well, any Disney, I guess, wouldn't even bother now. No. Uh, Alright. Cool. Cool. Have a good night, everybody. All right, thanks. Bye. See ya.